In the beginning of the sixth Peruk of Perki Yavos, Rabbi Meir says, Kol anyone that learns Torah just for the sake of Torah merits to many things. And he enumerates a lot of beautiful and great things. The Rebbe asks seemingly, who is Rabbi Meir speaking to? If he's speaking to someone that's already learning Torah just for the sake of Torah, why does he need to be told all these other things that he's going to merit? He's just learning Torah for the sake of Torah. On the other hand, if it's a person that's not learning Torah, we're trying to encourage him to learn Torah just for the sake of Torah, not for ulterior motives, then why are we telling him all these other things he's going to get if he's doing it for those things that it's once again doing it not for the sake of Torah? Now seemingly, says the Rebbe, we can explain it based on a famous Rambam that tells us why the Torah elaborates about the physical reward we will have for learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. It's not like as if that's the ultimate reward. Rather, the Rambam says that the Torah is telling us if you learn Torah and do mitzvahs, then Hashem will give you an easier life so that you can be able to perform more Torah and do more mitzvahs. In a similar way, perhaps, this is what Rabbi Meir is saying. You learn Torah l'shema, Hashem will take care of all the other issues for you that you won't have to deal with any problems or you'll be able to continue learning Torah. The problem, however, with this is when we look at the list, which some of the things will go through, but basically when we look at the list of things that Rabbi Meir mentions, are not within this category of things that would stop you from being able to learn Torah. So we're back to the same question, who is Rabbi Meir talking to, what's he trying to say, what's his message? The Rebbe now focuses on some of the things that Rabbi Meir says, and asks the following question. Seemingly, some of these things don't be fitting to be as a reward for learning Torah l'shma. For example, it says you learn Torah l'shma, you're going to end up loving Hashem, you're going to love people. That's the reward for learning Torah Lishma. These are basic mitzvahs that everybody is obligated to do. You have to love every yid. Why is this a reward for learning Torah Lishma? Another example, it says you learn Torah Lishma, it's going to distance you from sin. This is what you need to learn Torah Lishma for. Seemingly again, for this it's sufficient to have just fear of the punishment or fear of sin. In fact, earlier in Pirkei Yavis it told us, think about three things. Fairly simple things, and you won't come to do sin. Why is this a reward for Torah Lishma? Another thing, you'll end up forgiving if anybody offends you and insults you. And the Rebbe asks, this doesn't seem again to be related to Torah Lishma. You should have been maybe on a much higher level. Maybe you shouldn't even feel the insult at all. Just to forgive for the insult, you don't need to be learning Torah Lishma for that, seemingly. The Rebbe also looks at what's called the number of the Yukim, precise wording of the Mishnah. One of the things it says is, it will dress him or clothe him with humility and fear. Why doesn't it just say he will become humble and will become a God-fearing person? It says, people will enjoy and benefit from him advice and counsel. Why doesn't it just say people will ask him for advice or people will accept his advice? And another thing it says further in the mission is, it's going to make him bigger and raise him over all other things. What's this double expression? Make him bigger and raise him. To explain all of this, the Rebbe says, Rabbi Meir is talking about someone that's oisig b'toyed l'shma. What does this mean? First of all, l'shma means that he's doing it for no ulterior, ulterior motives, for no other purposes and goals, not even holy purposes and goals, not even learning Torah in order to know how to act and how to do a mitzvah. He's learning Torah purely for the sake of Torah itself. Furthermore, Isaac means he's completely involved, working hard at it, like a person involved in his business, constantly thinking about it. That means this is his whole life, not thinking about anything else, purely Torah. As a result of this, the following question could come up. Razal tell us, someone that only learns Torah, that he doesn't even have Torah. You have to have Torah along with Gemilus Chasadim, helping other people and so on. 
That means to help other people, you need to be involved with the people around you. Furthermore, you're going to have to work on your own midas as well. If you want to help someone, it has to be in a humble way. You can't be arrogant about it and so on. All of this needs lots of work. So too in your avoid between you and Hashem, in order to come to Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, you need to have his boinunus, you have to have meditation, contemplation, and so on and so forth. So this person that's learning Torah Lashma has the following question. I want to learn Torah Lashma, but if I'm not going to be taking into consideration all of these other things, all my whole focus, my whole time is only learning Torah Lashma, I don't even have time to think about refining my midas and dealing with other people and all of that. So how is he, is he going to achieve these things that Torah expect, expects of him? As we said before, you need to have Torah ugmilus chasadim. You need to be involved with other people. You need to, you, you need to work on your own medicines, etc. And this is what a mayor is coming to say. You're not going to be missing. You're not going to be lacking anything. A person that learns Torah Lishma is going to be zoicha to many things. We're not speaking about the reward he's going to get for learning Torah Lishma. That's not the issue over here. The reward for that is his connection to Hashem. He's coming to tell us, Rabbi Meir, you're going to be zoicha to more things that are nothing to do with the schar. These are things that are lower than the schar. These are the things that are going to help you in your avoida. And more generally, says the Rebbe, that Rabbi Meir is dealing with two kind, two categories. There are certain things that are going to be given to the person completely, even without any effort on his part. There are going to be some things that you're going to be assisted to a certain extent, but you're still going to have to put in quite a bit of effort yourself. In the first category of things such as, where the Mishnah says, Malbashtoyanova We ask the question, what does it mean? It clothes him with fear and uh, with, with humility and fear. What is this expression of clothes him? Because it means that Torah is going to give it to you to a certain amount, but it, like clothes that are on the outside of you. But if you want to really have proper humility and fear, you need to work on yourself. It's going to distance you from sin. It's going to prepare you to be a tzaddik. In other words, it's going to get you closer to these things. It's going to make it easier for you. But you're still going to have to learn and do and act and do the mitzvahs by yourself. And going back to forgiving on insults and someone offending you and so on. So it's again, Torah is going to help you. You will forgive. But if you really want to feel not to be offended at all, that's going to take avoida by yourself. But now we come to another category. There are things that Torah is going to give you by itself just completely. Oyev HaSamakim is going to bring you to an Avas Hashem. It's going to bring you to love people. And as a result of that, that people are going to be able to benefit and get counsel from you and so on. What does this mean? In other words, if a person really loves other people, then obviously he's not going to be lacking in this area of the way he conducts himself to other people. So as a result of his title of Shema, he's going to be nice to other people. And not only that, as a result of his title of Shema, his whole seichel is in a completely uplifted way even in regards to worldly things, even though technically he's not involved in worldly things. But he's going to have this shleimus, this completion in the seichel as well, that people could actually ask him for advice. And as a result of that, as the Mishnah said, people are now going to be getting joy. He's going to bring, bring joy to people. And therefore the Rebbe says, the Hayro over here, first of all, it's for the person himself that's learning Torah Lishma, that he's not going to be lacking in all of those things that we were concerned before he's going to be lacking. But furthermore, this is also a hero for the other you that might want to ask him for counsel. Because a person might think, what's the point of asking a person that's learning Torah Lishma for advice in worldly matters? He's so removed from the world. He knows nothing about the world. Rabbi Meir says, on the contrary, this person is going to be zoicha to the greatest shleimus, also in worldly matters. And therefore, the aids or the advice that you're going to get from him is going to be in a way that you could truly have benefit from it. That is, 
If the person you're going to ask that's learning Torah Lishma really doesn't know about the particular matter, then obviously he's not going to say. But any advice that he's going to give, and he's clearly going to have a lot of advice, is going to be the very best advice according to Torah. The very best advice for you. Says Rebbe, based on this idea, that we have the person that's learning Torah Lishma just in his learning Torah itself, of course he's removed from the world. And then there's the idea also that we're going to be able to benefit from him also in worldly matters. The Rebbe says, now we can understand that double expression we asked about before, it makes him bigger and it raises him over all other things because gedula, greatness means, bigger means bigger relative to something smaller. That means these are the areas where he's involved in the world and helping people with their worldly things. Mirei Mamta is referring to his level of Torah that's completely removed and exalted from all worldly matters. Says the Rebbe, even though this darg of Torah Lishma in this highest level is not necessarily shaykh to every single person on a constant basis, nevertheless, to a certain extent, it does have to apply. The Al-Tarebbe tells us in Tanya that before a person starts learning, at least in the beginning of learning, he has to have this feeling of learning Torah Lishma. And the reason for this is, because a person is finite, a person is limited, how is he going to accept the wisdom of Hashem in Torah that's bleakful? For this you need to have bitl, that's the only way to receive Torah. The Torah of Hashem. Just like by Matan Torah, we had Nasev and Nishma. First we have this absolute level of bitl to be able to accept the Torah. In a similar way, before we start learning Torah, we have to have this attitude of learning Torah for no ulterior motives, just for Torah itself, this absolute bitl to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this will also explain why we start this Perik with this Mishnah, although you would think you first should start with the later Mishnahs, which encourages us to learning Torah generally, etc. Learning Torah is such a high and great level. But the message over here is that if you want to be able to receive the Torah, it starts off with learning Torah Lishma. Then we'll go into all the details of the actual learning itself.